When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Listening to the Career Musician Podcast with creator and host Nomad. With 20 plus years of experience in the music industry, Nomad has done just about everything to earn a living as a career musician. From being music director to celebrity artists, playing iconic arenas and stadiums, composing for film and TV, and even playing your average local club gigs, he's done it all. Nomad's mission is to empower musicians across the globe with strategies for a sustainable career while blasting stereotypes, and to bring you tried and true wisdom from his colleagues in this crazy business we call music. Welcome to the episode premiere of season three of the Career Musician Podcast by yours truly, Nomad. Manuel Romero, Latino crooner, is here with us today, and he talks about his early days on the mariachi festival circuit, tells us about his experience on America's Got Talent, and now his new signing with Warner Music Mexico in his brand new single, Aquí Me Tienes. Be sure to check out the video component of the Career Musician Podcast on YouTube, where Manuel Romero and I sit down right here at Nomad's Place and jam out a little bit. Welcome to another episode of the Career Musician Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Nomad. Today, I am excited to have Manuel Romero. Manuel, welcome. So, so happy to be here. Muy emocionado. Uh, thank you for the invitation. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just glad to uh, be able to share a little bit of the Manuel Romero story with you guys. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's get a brief history. Tell me about where you were born, where you were brought up and a little bit about your family. And Yeah, I, I was born in San Jose, California. Um, you know, the uh, Mexican-American family. My dad's from Mexico City. My mom's from the U.S. And uh, very shortly after I was born, we moved uh, back to Mexico City with my dad's family, with, you know, with my whole family. And uh, I grew up there, went to school there. Um, and music just was kind of not something that was pushed upon me or anything like that. It was just something that was so natural in our household, um, family parties. It was like, you know, I, I look around your beautiful studio and it seems like, uh, you know, I'm back at home because all my uncles would have a guitar in their hand and, you know, they pull them out during a, during a big party and it would just be like, you know, a big concert, you know, and endless serenades. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And sure enough, you know, at a certain age, once my, my family saw my, you know, kind of passion and love for music, it was always like, Manolito tiene que cantar, you know, so they'd always pull me up onto, you know, I'd stand on one of the tables or whatever, and my dad and my uncles would play, and I would sing along with them, and it was just, you know, that was kind of the way I grew up in uh, in in my house. 
I love that. So Manolito, Miguelito, I used to get it all there the time. There you go. Yeah, everything's Ito. <laughs> so what age did you start like taking music and, you know, did you start singing first, guitar? Yeah, what you know, I, I mean, we have videos literally of, you know, the when back, way back when we all used to do those home videos, you know, which I think we should really get back to. Yes. Um, we have videos of me singing when I was like two years old, two, three years oh, old. And, wow. and I'm wearing a little cowboy hat. My dad's sitting there, you know, on the, on the coffee table playing his guitar. And I'm just standing there stiff as a board, but singing away, you know, and, and these right. old Mexican classic songs. And, and uh, you know, just it's really pretty impressive to this day, you know, that being, you know, a musician, being a singer, being a songwriter now, looking back on that and, and just kind of saying, wow, you know, I, I, it's it's impressive to me to see where, you know, where I kind of started out and how it all started out. You know, I really can um, appreciate it. And I just appreciate the fact that, that my family allowed me to, uh, you know, kind of take that first step in that direction. That's incredible. So you were born in San Jose and then you said you did a stint back in Mexico city around when was that? What yeah. So I did you? basically all my, elementary school in Mexico City. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, you know, first first through sixth grade or whatnot. Um, but during that time, you know, I, it, music really took off for me. I was I was actually part of uh, what was the Mexican uh, National Choir. So we, we performed all throughout the, the, the country in different states. And um, one of the highlights really of that experience was the fact that I got the chance to sing for Pope John Paul II on his fourth visit to Mexico City. That's incredible, yeah, dude. It was, it was it was really something amazing. I mean, I was just a little kid. Um, yeah. I don't think you know. I at, maybe at the time I realized how important and how amazing that was. Um, right. But I really just remember, you know, looking around and seeing seeing different girls and 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 guys in the choir, you know, older than myself, just breaking down into tears. You know, just completely wow. as as he was coming down, you know, the the steps of the airplane, and I was just you know, a little kid, you know, and I thought, wow, this is just so cool. I just sang my heart out that, you know, that day. But, um, but now looking back on it, it was just, just such an amazing experience. Yeah. That sounds like kind of a spark that really, yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's definitely a a big part in my career where, you know, even though, like I said, you know, maybe I didn't realize it at the time. Um, it definitely, you know, stood out in my mind. It stood out in my career at that point, as young as I was, mm. that was a kind of a, a really a, a starting point. Right. So yeah, that had to be surreal performing for the Pope. And like you said, you were so young, you might not have realized it, but it still had an impact. Yeah, it definitely did. I mean, it was, it was just a, a starting point. I mean, I look back to it all the time, you know, nowadays and, and I just say, wow, you know, it's, it's just what an amazing start to my career. Um, you know, it's, it was a blessing, you know, right, I, I really right. see it as that. Of course. Now, earlier you were telling me something about you would come back uh, to, to Mexico City. Now you were back in the States, you go back and forth, and then you did a show in Vegas. Uh, yeah, we did. Uh, we, we did a big, uh, big, big um, talent showcase in Vegas. And, uh, you know, so many different artists performing at, at this conference. And I was just a little kid. Um, and you know, finally my, my slot comes up, you know, I, I get the chance to perform and it's not like, you know, I have a big band behind me or anything. It's just, it's just me, uh, my sister who, who danced for different, you know, a few different songs on stage and some, some backing tracks, basically. How old were you roughly? Uh, I think I was about like 10 or 11. Okay. Yeah, about 10 or 11 years old. So, you know, this all happens and... All of a sudden, you know, out of out of the crowd, um, I, well, I didn't even really notice until I was I was, had finished performing. Um, but this guy comes up to you know to the stage, and all of a sudden you just see all these cameras around him, and and he's wearing kind of this, I don't know, this this hat, this big hat, and kind of like a, a big coat, and you know. <laughs> and my grandpa, my, my grandpa actually describes it the best. He he says he you know he lifted his arms and the co- the coat went off his shoulders, but the coat never touched the ground. You know, someone was right there to grab the coat, and uh, that really impressed him. Today's <laughs> definition of swag. That's right, right. Yeah, swag. Yeah, yeah. He had swag definitely. <laughs> Still has it to this day, actually. Um, but um, so it was Narda Michael Walden. He he came up to to my dad to myself, and he just said that you know I heard your voice from a distance, and I. I I had to come over and see who, who was singing, what this, this angelic voice was, where was it coming from? And he invited us to his, uh, his studio in, in, uh, in California, which, you know, very close to where we were in San Rafael. Um, so we went out to, uh, Tarpan studios, met with him, 
um, ended up, you know, working with him a little bit and, right. and, and whatnot. But that was just yet another um, achievement, another experience, another mm. another step in my career. You know, the kind of saying, you guys are doing the right stuff, you know, because, you know, at this point it was just kind of, you know, a, a, a young, a little kid and his parents kind of saying, well, we want you to hear my son, you know. Mm. But now it was like, there's some real people giving you guys attention and, and um, kind of, it was just very inspirational for us. Yeah, that's a great impetus for an amazing career. So 11, 12, that's the perfect age, actually. Yeah. All right. So for the younger audience, tell us about you, your experience with Narada Michael Walden as recording and, and with his legacy. I mean, he's recorded and written for some of the greatest artists in the world. Yeah. So those who might not be familiar... I mean, just working with someone of that, you know, uh, the amount of talent that he has, you know, and the amount of experience um, for me to start at such a young age. And even to this day, you know, I I get messages from Narda on Instagram or whatever. He sees a picture that he likes and he says, you know, he'll just give some sort of inspirational comment or whatnot. And, you know, he's just such a beautiful person. And um, I think that, you know, the chance that I got to start working with him and and learn from him, you know, see how how a song starts with just the guitar and how he takes that and just, you know, his brain works a different way. You know, Mm -hmm. he can just take nothing and make it into this, you know, smash hit, you know, and that's right. And he knows how to build a tune. He knows how to, he knows how to give it the, you know, the, the little extra push it needs, you know? So as, as a musician, as a singer, as a songwriter, I, um, I took a lot away from him, you know, I, I or t- took a lot, you know, from him in the way that I learned how to, how to build those, those moments in a song, you know, right, the, the right. moments that, that people, you're listening to it and then all of a sudden, man, those chills run up your back or, mm. you know, you get it in your skin. It's that um, big picture vision. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what's so important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. To make a song really hit home, like you said. Exactly. Okay. So you had that experience. Then what happened? You're 11, 12, preteens. Did you, were you always playing guitar and singing? Yeah. At accompanying this po- yourself? At this, at this point is when I started kind of learning how to play the guitar. My okay. dad... My dad was the one that really taught me how to sing, how, right. taught me how to... Well, I mean, he, he pointed me in the right way, because, I mean, I, I already knew how to sing. I, I, was, I had the ear. I had the voice. I was just um, going to ask, was it more literal or more kind of, you know, guidance, coaching? Yeah, hey, I think it was definitely, out, it was definitely you know? guidance, because, I mean, you know, I would hear them sing, or I would hear him play the guitar, and I would sing along with him. Right. So, you know, one of the things that I find the, the hardest to kind of teach someone else you know how do, how do you teach someone to to hear a note or hear a mm. hear a key you know it's really you know it's really it's, hard to it's teach that you know, old can, adage like you can't really teach yeah, that yeah it's i mean you can you, you can to, maybe yeah. teach them how to put their their fingers on the right strings yeah. on the guitar or play the right keys on the piano but how do you teach them how to hear the the right key that a song is in That's you know right. it's, it's really difficult it's got to be so, in the heart it's got to be in the soul yeah. Yeah. yeah so my dad yeah he heard he that's what he always says is that i i knew that my son was was in the right key he could he could hear what i was playing he could sing right. the right key and he just kind of you know, molded me, I guess you can say. Right, and we, and we call that having a good ear. You can yeah. always hear things. Yeah. So that's really important. Yeah. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. 
Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Okay, so then what was the next step towards your professional career as a musician? So shortly after, um, so, you know, going back with, with Narda, you know, we actually, actually, we actually produced a few um, tracks at that mm-hmm. time. Um, and, and, you know, we kind of tried to see what was the avenue that we really wanted to go in. Uh, and it ended up working out that it really wasn't in the style of music that Narda was uh, producing with me um, while it was great music. And I still have it on my, on my computer to this day. And I listen right. back to it. I'm like, man, like I, what could have, stuff, ha- what right? could have happened <laughs> if we really could have done this, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but it's we, very we, mature. The fact that you could zoom out and, and, you know, objectively say, okay, I don't think this is the direction. So let's talk about that as an artist. How did you, how did you figure that out? your direction as an artist and who you are to be true to yourself. It's not just about me. It's about how does other, how do other people hear me, you know, and how do other people see me? Cause the image is, you know, also That's half true. the battle. That's true. So, um, it just ended up working out that, I mean, I grew up singing, uh, Spanish music. Mm-hmm. I grew up singing mariachi, trio, um, mm-hmm. And my dad also, I mean, again, my dad taught me all these different styles of music, but he also listened to the Bee Gees. He also right. listened to the Beatles. He also listened to Journey. Um, you know, all these different types of it's styles a nice of music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but, but Mexican music was always at the heart, you know? So we ended up um, being able to get in touch with um, Warner Music Latina. And uh, they, we we did a, I had done a, a mariachi festival showcase or, or mariachi festival basically, mm-hmm. and they got a hold of a video that I, where I was singing songs like Mexico Lindo y Querido and Si Nos Dejan by Jose Alfredo Jimenez, and I mean, if you saw this video, I mean it's just you you hear the notes and they're just so pure. They're just it's mm-hmm. it was, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it something that it's not it's just it was very beautiful for a musician to look back on it, you just say wow like it's, it's it was nice you know absolutely <laughs> i'd love sweet. to include any links in the notes I will definitely, section yeah i have so a, we'll have, you I have a very cool links. video that yeah. has you know kind of the mariachi side of of my career oh that would be I'd love so to share cool that with you for sure yeah that's peering yeah. into history exactly that's neat. exactly yeah, yeah. so, so for, i'm sorry for the for the listeners who might not be familiar explain the difference between the genres of mariachi and trio and i know like trios los panchos is one of my favorite yeah, yeah. bands oh, in I the mean, world yeah right? you of course yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> but explain the differences uh, you know maybe instrument wise yeah you know? I mean, so a mariachi band typically has well mariachi is always like a like uh, six say like seven? a guitar yeah. and a, a, another instrument instrument that's similar to the guitar or looks similar but it's just a lot smaller it's called a biguela and then the guitarron which would be the bass the bass um then you have trumpets a couple trumpets three you know two three trumpets violin and then when you get into some fancier mariachis you'll get the uh, the harp in there and and different you know stuff i didn't realize they would have harp they they, it it would be really nice if all mariachis had it but (laughs) right right right, (laughs) you know that's pretty fancy but it it just gives it such a beautiful sound but then trio is obviously three guitars or two guitars and a bass you know whatnot but um and they typically sing in harmony every, they oh pretty yeah, much beautiful I mean, harmonies yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's that's so cool that you have that that history that musical history ingrained yeah, in you yeah and then obviously there's banda in the, banda. In the mexican Tell me cultures about that. where yeah, banda is all that. wind instruments mm. um and it's very very popular nowadays i mean right. it's it's kind of the you know the new the new pop for for Mexican culture you know I mean it's it's very very pop. I, mean, I remember living in a Mexico City when banda really hadn't hit in Mexico City you know mm. it was still kind of like ah oh, that's that's not really our style nowadays I mean it's everywhere everywhere yeah. I mean it's so big and and you know even the music that we're producing nowadays um, is mariachi but then it also includes the accordion 
Mm. Um, which you know maybe comes from some of the northern states, whatnot. But um, those come from the norteño bands. That is, you know, maybe like a, a bajo sexto, which is the twelve string guitar. I love the bajo sexto. I mean, it's so just has cool, such a cool man. sound. Yeah, and the way but the it's different... tuned deeper. Yeah, I think, and, and the way the chords are played too. I mean, yeah. it's just it's really really cool. And then you obviously have the you know the upright bass. That's one guitar um, I don't have in the studio. A bajo sexto. Yeah, I gotta get, get one. We need to get that in here, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's just uh, there's so many different styles of of uh of music or many ways to play the regional mexican sound mm. um and you know you you can take the same song play it three four different ways and it's it, that's the beauty of it that is the beauty yeah. of music and i love that you have all of this music musical knowledge and experience so that you can uh, you know kind of experiment with that yeah so okay let's fast forward from all of this these experiences to today you just mentioned what kind of music and projects are you producing today? What is your focus? You spent all this time honing it and figuring it out. So yeah. where did you land? You know, I, we landed with, with this beautiful project that we're, we're doing right now. Okay. I have five tracks that are recorded under my new label, uh, which is Warner Music Mexico. Um, and I'm, I'm so fortunate to be able to work with a producer by the name of Rodrigo Cuevas. Mm. Uh, he's the son of a legendary uh vocalist uh singer uh interpreter um of the mexican music you know he's, she's an ambassador really her name is aida cuevas so this is her her son who is a you know great musician a uh, yeah. great producer i'm working with him to kind of and we've created this sound um, taking the mariachi instruments taking these the, the accordion taking some also some more a little bit of a pop sound almost you know because we have some uh drums in there we have some electric guitars here and there i mean it's just mm. it's 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 very respectful to the to the culture yes. to the to the music to the ens to the essence of mariachi music but it's also bringing that fresh sound that little kick you know the that kind hybrid, of that kind yeah. of brings the young culture in yes. you know um I, and, and it's just what i love about it the most is the fact that it's it's fresh. It's just different than than what everyone else is doing. Right. It's bridging um, the gap. Really, yeah. It it's it's, like. it's 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 filling that space that we needed. You know. Okay. Let's talk about that. So, what is the plan for this five song EP? When can we hear it? You know, where is it going to be available? You signed with the new label. Tell us a little bit about about that process. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it's it's something that for me, honestly, it's a dream come true. I'm right. just I'm as as a singer songwriter as a, as a uh, just a guy who who just loves music and I've been doing it for you know since I was a little kid as mm. obviously if you guys have been listening <laughs> you know for for a long time it's just so nice to be with a with a team with a group of people that that we're kind of just all on the same page That's um you have the, the same goals yeah exactly the 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 label's been great um my management team has been great um we all just kind of like I said we we all have the same goal we all have the same uh we all see the finish line, you know, or not right. the finish line. We all see the, the next step. The target. Because the finish yeah, line right, is, is, you know, way, way down the line. Yeah, life is a journey, not yeah, a marathon. Yeah, exactly. Take your time, we'll get there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, I, like uh, I mean, the, yeah, so the these songs are, are amazing. And, okay. you know, I Do mean, we have a projected release date yet? Well, that, that was the next thing. You know, we, we have two singles out already. Okay, fantastic. De Vuelvo a Besar, which is the first single um, that we released. That's uh, available on all the, you know, all the pl platforms. It's, it's on YouTube. Yes. You okay. can listen to it anywhere um, worldwide. And then Aquí Me Tienes is the second one. Uh, going back to Te Vuelvo a Besar, that's a song that I wrote. Um, and that's another thing that's so cool for me, you know, being, being on this new label, having the, my song, um, chosen to be the, the, the release. Right. Um, that's a big deal. That, it's really, really cool. Like not a cover song. No, yes. Your exactly. original. Yes. And I, I've always been, you know, I've, I've been writing, you know, music for, for a long time. And I, I just believe that the best song should be out mm -hmm. there. I don't, I, I'm not selfish. I, I, I am not conceited. I'm, I'm not I, just me, me, me. I, mm -hmm. I want the best song. I want to sing the best song. That's right. So that's, that's one of the first things that I wanted to make sure that was clear to my team, to the label. Let's just, let's just get the best music out there because we want, we, I want the best chance, you know? Right, right. And just the fact that everyone came together and said, this is the one we want. 
That's and awesome. it was my song, and I said, "Wow, you know, that's yeah. that's real." It made me feel so special. Of inside. course. And um, and then on top of that, I I get the chance to sing this song as a duet uh, with a very talented artist, uh, Leslie Grace. Oh, that's right. Eric was telling me yeah. about that. So that's just kind of the you know Fantastic. the icing that on top is, of the cake. Yes, for me. yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, all right. So, um, are you going to release the EP towards the end of the year as a whole project? You going to keep doing singles till then? Well, well, we have these five singles already recorded. Um, the the EP will be released. Uh, we don't have a, an exact okay. date, okay. but it will be released this year. But so uh, your fans can just keep following you and download. Yeah, or please. I mean, that, keep streaming the single. Exactly. Exactly. As they come out, exactly. Yeah, we 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 hope to have another one soon. But we Great. just released the the latest one, which is called Aquí Me Tienes, um, and it's a, again another beautiful song. Um, but yeah, we have we have these five, and I'm working already on more. You know, I mean, the, the plan is to yeah. always always keep going. You know, I right. one thing that I learned from uh, from you know I, I went to years ago to what was the Grammy uh, Grammys in the schools. In the, in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and I had the chance to uh, to meet a songwriter uh, named John Kane, and um, he told me he said, "Man, just make sure you're always writing. Make sure you always have the next thing kind of ready to fire because right. once you take off, you're not going to have time to be yeah. sitting there and and you know <laughs> writing songs and get inspired. That's have right. stuff ready and loaded, man. Yeah. So have I, it in you the know, pipeline, I, I, I kind of I I yeah. took that to heart and said, man, yeah. you know, I'm going to take advantage of, of the time that I do have, and I we got to you know get to work, and it's kind of been the mentality ever since. Being a career musician is more than just gigs and sessions. Are you a career musician? Find out on the Career Musician Podcast, streaming everywhere. This is the Career Musician Podcast with your host, Nomad. So that's Manuel Romero now, and this is the trajectory that you're, that you're on, the path. I love it. It's amazing. We skipped a section. Let's go back a little bit. Yeah. If you may, if you don't mind, America's Got Talent. Yeah. Would you want to talk about that? Sure. Tell yeah. us your experience. I'm an open you, book. <laughs> okay. Thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. I'm sure your fans appreciate the vulnerable, vulnerability of hearing you talk about all these experiences. So, you know, two questions, two part. What prompted you to say, you know what, I'm going to go for America's Got Talent. And then second, what was the experience like once you got there? You know, I think that around that time, it was kind of when the the whole reality TV scene was kind of taken off, or at least it had kind of caught a lot of our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I even think that just some fans had reached out to us and said, like, hey, why don't you go on this show? Why don't you try out? And we kind of said, well, I, you know, we don't know. We weren't, weren't too sure about it. But then we said, what the heck? What are we going to lose? You know, so right. I, I went out and auditioned. There was an audition in San Francisco at the time. And so I, I was able to go there and they heard me sing and they said, OK, yes, we, we want you. You're going to go to L.A. and you're going to audition in L.A. OK, so then they set us up. By that time, I was 18 already. So there was no more mom and dad flying with you or anything like that. <laughs> so here you go. Um, that was kind of like the, the that was kind of the first experience of me kind of yeah. going off on my own. And, Your maiden you know, voyage. Yeah, so, so it was pretty cool. You know, I went out there saying my Sharia more for for the judges. And um, it was a great reaction. Uh, I sang it a cappella. Nice. Um, it was yeah, it was it was a nerve wracking experience. That's, you know, you can, you kind of see how they, they everyone was very very friendly, very nice. Right. But they're also you know, I can tell you know they want to capture that moment of, man, you know, you're really nervous. You know, you're mm. really sweating it before going out on stage. And to be honest with you, I mean, I had always kind of been the type of guy that. Uh, you know, I do get nervous. You know, you yeah, get a little. It's what you, get, you do. Though. You get a little you, nerves. Yeah, you get but, a little nerves, but that's that's kind of what you need to. Right. I. Uh, you know, I feel like if you don't get a little bit, or maybe it's not nerves, or just butterflies, whatever. You have it to is, have a little bit of if that. If you don't have that, then yeah. you're then you shouldn't be there. You know, you're not Precisely. excited to go out yes. there. But at the same time, you don't let it take take over. Take your, over. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. It's like you. you know, you're still in control. Exactly. Exactly. You and, know what? When I when I would sing the national anthem for for some sports teams, you know, mm-hmm. I, I used to do or still do the, you know, for the Niners, Raiders, A's, all the Bay Area sports teams um, when we lived there. My dad would always tell me, you have a minute and a half to go out there and either be great or be, eh. 
So you can either be nervous and, you know, go out there and, and do a crappy mm-hmm. job yeah. and no one's going to, you know, right. or be out and be great, be you know, and, and, it, and it is true. You know, you just got to conquer those nerves and, very and go out there and do your thing. That's very true. Man. Okay. So on, especially reality TV, but all TV, it's a lot of hurry up and wait. <laughs> so tell tell the listeners a little bit about that. You know, I know uh, anytime you're on a TV set, it's it's long days, right? What what time was call time on set? Uh, I mean, Typical that, day that was that was so long ago. It's hard, it's re- kind of hard to remember. But I mean, yeah. I've been on a few different of those type of shows. So I mean, t- t- and they're basically all the same. Um, call time. I mean, I, I remember sometimes you'd be there, maybe like in the lobby at six or seven in the morning. I was going to say seven a.m. And right. you know, they'd take you to the studio. You'd yeah. get to the studio. You'd you know maybe you know have a, some coffee yeah, or whatever. Craft services a little bit. And talk, you chat. would not do anything. I mean, literally not yeah. do anything as your you know as a singer yeah. until maybe. Uh, Three, four o'clock. Two, I was going to say you know, two o'clock. I mean, That's right. So it's I, just, I want the listeners to get an idea yeah, of what it's like. Yeah, yes. it's it's very tough. You know, yes. it's, it's not hard where, you know, it's it's just, yeah, like you said, hurry up. A lot wait, of waiting, waiting around. Yeah. And what do you do with that free time? You have to keep yourself occupied, right? Yeah. So you keep your mind occupied if you're writing a song or if you're doing some business. You just have to stay busy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to, yeah, you a lot, you know, some people fall asleep. Some right. people, you know, <laughs> some people sing all day long. Right. That's and that's you know, that could if it works, out. yeah, it wears you out. You know, it's just right. everyone's different. So I mean, I was I was always the kind of guy that just, I luckily I always had my guitar, so I always had something to do. You know, perfect. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely tiring because you're just sitting around all day. Right. And when it when they call your name. You have to be on. You better be ready. That's right. You better be ready to go because you only get one shot. That's no, right. Hey, let me get a test run. No, no it's, it's you, you have, have to be ready to go. Crush it on take one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. This is the perfect segue. Tell us a little bit about your principles and methods. What are some of the things that you believe got you to this point? What are some of the principles and methods that you adhere to? You know, just staying true to to who you are. Really, I mean. I, Along the ways, you get influenced by by different musicians, different singers, different styles. I think just really staying true to to who you are, your and not only your maybe your technique or your style of singing, but your your personality. You know mm-hmm. the the person that that you are, because it's really easy to sometimes look at someone and say, "Well, I like the way that you know," and and that can throw you off. You know when when you step on the stage, you know because it's. At the end of the day, it's you that's stepping on there. It's not someone else. You know. So what don't I mean? try to emulate people. Don't yeah. be contrived. Just you know, appreciate, learn from others, but always be, be the the guy that got you to where you are. You that's know, because right. if not, right. it's, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's that's one big thing for me, and I've really tried to to do that in my whole career. Um, whether it be performing, whether it be writing, um, I try to stay true to myself. Right. On a daily, do you practice? And if so. What do you practice? I mean, I sing so much, um, whether it be performing different events, whatnot. That you know, that, uh, you can you can take songs. that kind of as a practice. Right, I mean, I right. think it's just it's it's staying active. You know, keeping mm, my voice going right. all the time. That's right. But I'm always. I mean, my typical morning is waking up, grabbing a cup of coffee, and picking up my guitar and and strumming a few chords. Nice. You know, see what happens. See if nice. I, I come up with something. Um, music is just, I mean, if I get in the car and drive to, you know, if I, from San Jose drive to LA, it takes me five hours to get here. I'm singing five hours. That's right. You know, it's just like, it's perfect. You know, it's, it's, and it's just, it's natural. Right. It's, it's, and that's how I, that's, that's kind of how I practice. Mm. Um, that's kind of how I keep my voice going, keep my voice fresh. Um, but, but, you know, the stuff that I learned along the way, being in the choir, um, I learned a lot of technique. I learned a lot of breathing. Um, I had some very good, um, uh, vocal coaches throughout the years. I was going to ask you that next. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I picked up a lot of really great stuff that I think that, you know, when you, I, I, I guess when you get to a certain level or whatnot, 
if once someone teaches you something, it's like you you really do keep it, you know. And I right. and I remember those things, um, and I and I keep some stuff even on my phone sometimes if I if I have a you know a, a question or if I have a, if I'm struggling with something, um, I learned some beautiful techniques from a from a very dear friend of mine in in the Bay Area. His name is Raz Kennedy, um, great vocal vocal coach. Um, and I met him actually through Narda. Oh, um, excellent! So it was, yeah, it was, it was. Everything in in my career has been kind of like someone sets you up with, you know, the next That's step, right. you know, and it's That's just right. it's been beautiful in that way. We're 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 st- it's like a close. Uh, a close but distant family relation in the exactly. music business, right? Exactly. We're, all, yeah. we're all connected in some yeah. way. And it's I, beautiful because everyone appreciates, you know, talent. You know, yes. you see someone who's talented and it's, you, you, like, you're yeah, not, you don't say, oh, I want to stay away from, no, I no. want to be close to that that's person. Right. You know, so, and that's what's beautiful about us singers, musicians, that's you know, right. you want to, you know, it's, it's a community, it's a family. That's right. And the higher up the chain you go, the more talent, the bigger the talent the more humble they seem to be. And that's a beautiful thing. It is. Yeah. And so I love your humility. That is really awesome. So thank, thank you, you thank for that. You. <laughs> Another great segue. So you told us a little bit. You wake up, you get a cup of coffee, you start playing. Talk about health health and lifestyle. How do you keep yourself in shape? You're in great shape. Good looking dude. You're out there hustling, performing all the time. <laughs> you're on the run. I mean, what do you do to stay in shape? Um, you know, I, I love to run. Oh, I, good. I literally okay. love to run. That's nice. my favorite exercise. Um, I have two big Dobermans at the house, ah. and I take those guys for a run. Um, that's, that's my main source of exercise. But that's I also good. do, you know, I like to, I, my, I like to do cardio. You know, so oh, I, okay, I, I watch some videos online sometimes, and just, you know, I'll be, you'll see me in my living room just doing back and forth stuff. And oh wow, yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's 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 cool in that way. I I'm, I love to play soccer. I've always been very active in that way. You know, but. Um, you know, eating. I can't say I'm the healthiest eater. You know, <laughs> uh, I, gr- I grew up so in a Mexican family, man. Go. It's it's really hard. Oh, um, man. You know, so we. My brother's a great chef. Yeah. Uh, we. You know, we we a family gathering and tales of uh, tacos and enchiladas yeah. and you know yeah. and you know maybe a couple beers or whatever. Yeah, you know, so it's beans and rice. So and, it's yeah, it's everything. just it's yeah. it's difficult sometimes to be super healthy. Although I I do have to say my sister is is kind of gearing me in that way or steering me that way she is the healthiest eater i've ever met oh, okay. and she good. has you know very good um self-control because she'll see us eating those tacos yeah. and she's over here eating a little bowl of kale or yeah. whatever and i'm like man i need to a get on i need to get on your bowl, level right yeah yeah i'm <laughs> but, cuban italian so i grew up in a household eating big oh, meals you know. every, I, yeah. I get it trust yeah. me i get it all right well that's good but you are staying active and that's really important so uh, shifting gears Tell us a little bit about business acumen. What do you think it takes today, in today's day and age, with the music industry the way it is? Because let's face it, it's shifted so much, right? Yeah. Over the years, what does it take? Business skills. What do you know? What What are some of the things you've done, or some of the things that you've adhered to? You have a wonderful management team who's sitting right here, by the way, uh, for the interview. Hey, management team. <laughs> <laughs> they are all fantastic. I've been interfacing with them for a couple weeks now, and they are wonderful. Um, but let's say there's you know up and coming artists out there who are wondering, wow, how did Manuel do it? How did he get a management team? How did he get to to get a record deal? How does he get to go on tour and to release all these songs? You know some of the business principles that you might adhere to. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. You know, I'm the industry is changing so much. Right. By the um, minute, it seems yeah, like. It's, yeah, and it's from, from the time that I started, uh, it's amazing, you know, just right. to, to see how the, the changes. And uh, yeah, I have a, a wonderful, beautiful management team uh, that can, you know, speak on that 
way more than I can. Right. Um, they've been at the top for a long, long time, and I'm just blessed to have them in my corner uh, at this point in my career. Amen. Not good. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, it's business wise. I mean, it's it's just trying to stay on the stay on the edge. You know, so keep make sure you're always. With what the latest is right now, social media, you know, I mean, you got to work it. You got to. And it's I've been even learning that still today. Right. That is my business. You know, you Mm -hmm. you have to you have to treat it like a job. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe sometimes not just getting up in the morning and playing my guitar is is enough anymore. You know, writing a writing a great song is not enough anymore. Now I got to work the social media. Now I got to work like the different angles. Yeah, story. Yeah, because yeah, people yeah, yeah. want to know what's going. They want to know, know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So yeah, staying yeah, yeah. staying current. You know. Um, Staying on top of, of what's going on in the world. Right. Um, obviously, you know, if you want to have a great strategy for your career, what you want to portray to your public, what you want to portray to your fans. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, also it's a lot of, a lot of unfortunately, uh, being at the right place at the right time. Mm. Um, I, I, I've been in so many places where it seems like, man, this is my big break. Mm. This is where, you know, we're going to finally, I'm going to kick this door open and, and here we go. World, get ready for Manuel Romero. Mm. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, oh, something happens and, and, it, it, do, and it doesn't. It wasn't what you quite exactly. expected it to be. Yes. But at the same time, you learn from that, you know, it's, That's it's, right. I, I used to, you know, sometimes you get tired of saying, well, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> right. But I think what the most important thing after that is just don't give up. I mean, if you really, truly believe in yourself, Mm -hmm. if you really, truly love what you're doing, don't give up. Because the minute, the second that you do and you, you know, hang up that that guitar or you, you you know, you put down that pen that you're writing the song with, I guess phone nowadays, because I I, I haven't picked up a pen in a long time. That's that's on your notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. But the, the second you say that's it, and you're just going to be so miserable. It could be you know? an opportunity missed. And, and, and it is yeah. an opportunity missed. Yeah. And, and you're just not going to be satisfied. Right. Don't right. give up. You know, right. I, that, that's been the main thing in my career is do not give up. Mm. Um, Consistency, diligence. Consi- exactly. Perseverance. Exactly. Faith. Exactly. Belief in yourself. Right. Yeah. But, and, and I mean, really from the business standpoint, look for the right people to surround you. That's Your right. team is, is really everything. I mean, from the, from the very beginning, my family has been um, very supportive of me, and mm-hmm. they've been my team. Um, my dad was, I mean, my manager for since I was a little kid. You know, I mean, he very would be cool. on the phone, "Hey, please let my son sing at this event." You know, do right. this and that. He he took me to where I, as far as he could, and, and it takes that, and it, it does take that. that. It does kind of take that. And you know, now, like I said, I mean, I'm so blessed to have. Um, Jose Bejar and mm-hmm. Alfonso Larriba and Lorena Fusilier in, in, in my corner, you know, there's such a beautiful team, such a, uh, just a team that believes in me right. and, and that can now us, we can together go to that next level, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that, um, that's what it takes. You know, it, mm-hmm. it really takes just a, a team around you that you guys all have the same vision and, um, together you, you kind of take that, take that to the next level. That's a beautiful thing, man. That's great words of wisdom. So, look, I mean, that is the perfect wrap to the business segment of this interview. <laughs> I have a couple other questions I'm going to ask you in a second. But before, do you care to share any about your family life, your personal life? I understand you have a new addition to the family. <laughs> we do, yeah. We have a little one, uh, you know, and now and congratulations. Yeah, not crawling around yet, but yeah, new addition to the family, That's little awesome. Juliana. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> thank you, well, thank congratulations you. on that. I appreciate that so yeah. much. Thank you. And these days, uh, you're out in Arizona. Yeah, I, you know, I, I live in Arizona, but you know, the, uh, you know, I was in the Bay Area for a long time, Mexico right. City. I say, I always say, as long as I'm close to an airport and I can they, get on an airplane, I'm bro. You're a modern Doesn't day matter. nomad. Come on. That's it. As musicians, we're all nomadic, that's right? right? That's this right. is what we do. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. If you don't mind, I want to ask you a few rapid fire questions. Sure. So I don't really want you to think about it too much. Okay. See if you can just tell me. And I'm going to pick and choose because you've already answered a few things. Like one of them is your favorite food, but you already answered okay. that. Okay. Gotcha. So we'll skip that one. All right. Uh, perhaps this is a good one to start. 
the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened to you on a gig? Outlandish. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just <laughs> That happened. one's easy. Uh, one time I had a gig in San Francisco. I was going to sing the national anthem for, uh, for a, a big HBO fight. And my mom that morning went and took my, my suit to the dry cleaners because, you know, we wanted me to look good on TV and everything. Oh, I hear the suspenseful music already. <laughs> <laughs> Little did uh, she know that, you know, she, she took my grandpa's suit also. And now, okay. so at this point in my career, I'm, I'm like, I don't know, like, 13, 14 years old. So, I mean, you're talking very little Manuel, very scrawny Manuel. Nothing, no, not very, not, nothing compared to my, you know, big grandpa. And this is on my mom's side. So we're talking a, a, a Viking, you know, right, so right. big guy. So we get to the, to the Coliseum or whatever it was. And we're in the, oh, we're no. in the dressing room and the card girls are in there, you know, so yeah. I'm kind of like, you know, this little kid kind of looking around like, what the heck, mom, yeah. you know? <laughs> And she's, you know, she's put hanging my suit up and, okay, stud, come on, okay, it's time to get ready. Wouldn't it be funny if these were grandpa's pants oh, as she holds them no. up and looks? And I were like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? There was no way we were going to get what my suit do? there. I put my grandpa's pants on to go and sing. It looked like I was wearing a zoot suit, you know? Just string them up real tight with the belt, right? Oh, yeah. That's jo- awesome. I hung out with George Foreman that night wow. with Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, George um, Foreman. That was, oh, that was one of the first Floyd Mayweather fights when he won the championship. He fought against uh, a, a, one of the Chavez's. That's um, another incredible moment, man, <laughs> for your career. Wow. Yeah, so that was... That and was, you sang. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on. Dream collaboration. Any artist, dead or alive. If you can call somebody back from the past or if it's somebody here. Uh, there's so many. You know, I, I would I would love to be able to sing with Elvis. Elvis, that's cool. Look at that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, but still living, I would love to sing with Paul McCartney. <laughs> ah, see, I like that. Those are two good ones. Yeah. I actually did a track for Barbara Streisand on her partner's album Oof. where it was Barbara and Elvis singing. They got Elvis's uh, vocals from the vault. Wow. And we sang, uh, we played Love Me Tender. Oof. So I'm doing the guitars on oh, that song awesome. with Elvis and Barbara. It was trippy in the studio when I'm listening to the both of them sing. Yeah. Especially Elvis, yeah. it kind of it kind of freaks you out. Oh, I bet. You know? so that was cool. <laughs> yeah. wow, wow. And I gotta say, on the on the Hispanic side or on the Mexican side, yeah, you know, because again, it's it's just my different you know taste in music. But Pedro Infante and and uh, probably like Trio Los Panchos, oh, you know, something like Los that. Panchos, man. Those are the songs that just I love. Oh, yeah. and do some of the harmonies, you know. I love that stuff. That's so awesome. All right, moving on. Uh, you already told me how you like to spend your free time. Why not? When you're on a long flight, what do you like to do to kill time on a long flight? Well, if I can watch a movie, I will watch a movie. Yeah, it's um, like your downtime, right? Yeah, but you know, lately uh, what I've been doing is uh, I, I listen to my my memo recordings on my iPhone. Oh. You know, just little ideas that I've had. And again, multitasking, exactly. staying on the business. Yeah. I try to, I tr- yeah, I try to, I look back and I yeah, like to look good. back to the old ones, you know, cause then mm. I'm like, oh man, when did I come They're up with fun, this? Right? And why yeah. didn't I keep going? You know? Right. Right. So that's what I like to do. That's awesome. What's the last song you listened to in a playlist? Um, I won't ask you a favorite because that's hard, but what have you listened to recently? I've listened to, uh, oh man, see, I was going to say, I was just listening. (laughs) That's all I'm listening to right now because I'm trying to get into it. Because you're in the studio getting it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, the last stuff that I, it's really the the same stuff that I always listen to, but I've listened to a lot of Barry White stuff. Oh, nice. Um, You know, again, the Beatles. Okay. Uh, I I love country music. Uh, Tell us about some of those. You know, I love Luke Combs, a lot of his new stuff. Very cool. Um, But I go back, I'm just so all over the place that literally if you look at my playlist yeah. i mean we'll go from michael jackson to you know george Strait, yeah. uh to then you know los panchos right, to right, Pedro right. Infante, all these different styles of music and then I you're just like what that. the heck you know <laughs> that's awesome yeah what are you digging on tv right now streaming tv or movies any um i like series that I, are... uh, my one of my go-tos is always modern family i oh, i love one. modern yeah, family yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil, Phil's kind of my dude. Oh, nice. uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, and, and a lot of people can vouch or not vouch, but say, kind of relate to that where, where they say, yeah, Manuel's kind of completely clueless like Phil, you know? <laughs> so I say, yeah, well, it's okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. Listen, if you couldn't, if you weren't a musician anymore, 
If you were no longer a career musician, what would you do? Oh, you know, I'd love to play soccer. Um, I'd, I, I could definitely see myself being an athlete, you know, being a soccer player. I love sports. So that's definitely something that if I would have, you know, maybe dove more into that, maybe I could be doing that. So soccer is your favorite sport. So, soccer is my favorite sport, but I love all sports, you know, and I just, I just like to love to be active. But, you know, I also really admire, you know, for like maybe being like a firefighter or, or a police officer or something like that. Right? It's right. just something where you're kind of thinking and you're active, you're, you know, on that's the go, cool. you know, that's, Absolutely. that's the type of person I am. You have plans for Super Bowl Sunday? Oh yeah. We're going to be at the house watching it with a whole bunch of friends and family. There yeah. You go. Like, like we always do. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Man, Manuel, I am so excited to have you here on the show. Thank you for being a guest. You are the utmost professional dude, the epitome of what I consider to be a career musician and a career artist. Thank you so much. No, thank you. And I really just appreciate the opportunity to be on on this uh, podcast with you and to meet you. I I have to admit, you know, I, I went on, listened to your 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 music, your 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 beautiful playing and everything. And it's just thank it's a, it's an honor for me to be in the same room with such a talented uh, musician as yourself. So oh. thank you. Well, vice versa, bro. Right back at you. <laughs> thank you. And, and I, I can I hope we can jam. <laughs> We're gonna jam a little bit. Hopefully that all works out. But uh, again, we'll keep tabs on you. Where can everybody find you uh, on in- social media? Instagram, Facebook, yeah, please, website? On Instagram, it's Manuel Romero underscore official. Um, Facebook is Manuel Romero Musica. Hmm. And uh, then obviously on YouTube, you can find my videos. You can you can search all my music on uh, you know Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music, all the, all all the, the platforms. platforms. Um, you know, just anywhere you go, type in Manuel Romero, type in Te Vuelvo a Besar. Mm. Which which means for those of you that don't speak Spanish, I kiss you again. Yes. And then Aquí Me Tienes is the latest one. The two new singles. Uh, the two yes. new singles. Please, you know, just you know, send me a message on Instagram. I love to I interact with people. I was just gonna people. say on the real, if a fan wants to get in touch with you. What's the best way to do that? Send it on Instagram. Instagram, DM? yeah, Instagram. Okay. I'm always on Instagram, uh, but send, send it on Facebook. If Facebook is your your favorite place to send messages, send it there too because I always check it and I love to interact with, um, yeah, I, I, fans. I just love to interact with people who who are music lovers, you know, and, right. and that if they appreciate my my stuff, hey, um, I'm a fan of you. That's right, right. <laughs> I just consider fans to be extended family. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's yeah. the bottom line. Yep. Once again, thank you so much, bro. Thank you, thank you. I'm just a nomad, nowhere man Writing the songs in this one-man band A nomad Hey, this is Nomad, host and creator of the Career Musician Podcast, and I am thoroughly stoked to be an official member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Pantheon Podcast Network is the first of its kind as an all-music-based podcast collective. Please be sure to check us out at PantheonPodcast.com for more info. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.